All right, welcome back to another episode of Inside Columbia Basketball. I'm your co-host, Kyle McCutcheon, joined by Mike Kowalski for today's episode, where every week we sit down with different members of the men's and women's basketball programs, go through recent games, take a look at what's coming up, and go behind the scenes with the Lions. Today we have Lillian Kennedy for the women's basketball team and Ivy League Rookie of the Week, Maka Ellis from the men's basketball team. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Of course, it's good to be here. Uh, let's just start right away. We'll talk a little bit about Cornell and Ithaca. Uh, how was the weather up there? Um, it was freezing cold, actually, after the game. We ended up getting snowed in in Binghamton, so we made it about 45 minutes out just to find out that the highways were closed off for um, buses and trucks. So we ended up getting stuck in Binghamton, and we spent the night there, ended up watching the Cornell game together as a team, and then just chilled in the hotel. What was that like, the driving back, thinking you might get home, and then getting stuck in Binghamton, you know, what was that for your first Ivy League trip, you know? Yeah. How, what was that? What it was, was that like? crazy, like, because um, the seniors, they told us that this has happened to them before. So we, honestly, we didn't really think this would actually happen, but as we were sitting on the bus thinking we'd make it back to the city, just for Coach G to come up to us and tell us that we were going to end up being stuck in Binghamton, it was really shocking. And then it was weird because after the next day when we were driving back to the city and we were actually cleared to go home, we saw that there was like no snow in the city. And it was just weird because there was snow where we were at, but there was no snow where we actually lived. So. Yeah, all the roads in Pennsylvania were commercial vehicles and buses weren't allowed to drive on the interstates in Pennsylvania and New York, and then they opened them back up at noon. Mm -hmm. So then the teams were allowed to leave after that. Yeah, I mean, the men had a little bit better idea of that they were staying overnight in Ithaca. So uh, what did you guys do for that extra night uh, over at Cornell and Maka? Um, I feel it was a good uh, bonding experience for us, you know, even though – even though we got snowed in and we, uh, we didn't get to go home like we wanted to initially, um, we, we took time together. We got to spend a lot of time together. You know, we, we ate meals together. Um, we watched film just like the women's basketball team. We uh, saw our mistakes from the game, um, and then we acted upon them in the uh, following practices. When you're in that situation, like that game, where you just watch the film immediately after the game because you know you're snowed in, is that, is that better or worse for you to kind of take in the game right there, right after the game? And kind of rip the band-aid off rather than do it later in the week. Um, I like I personally like watching film um, as close as possible to after the game because um, it's still fresh in your mind. You know your your mistakes that you made, um, what happened execution-wise as a team, um, and like things that you can improve upon. Um, in hindsight, it's harder sometimes to because sometimes you might forget some of the mistakes you made. You know, a couple weeks later or like a couple days later, even if you watch the, the film, but like. When coach goes over the film right after, it's perfect because he, he knows what he wants to get across to the, the team, and then it gets across better. And then we'll talk about the, the actual games a little bit. Lil, I'll start with you in the women's game. Even though the men's game, kind of the same story, but we'll start with the women's game. Uh, it seemed like the team came off a little bit rusty. I mean, and you went down 25-9, I think, at one point in the mm -hmm. second quarter, down 16 points, but then fought your way all the way back, took the lead in the fourth quarter, kind of been the story for the team all year where you've been fighting back in the second half. You know, wh what's got to change, I guess, in your mind for the team this weekend against Cornell? For us, definitely, we have to work on our pace. That's one thing that we noticed when we watched film after the game. We saw that in the first half we were playing a, a little timid, like we were scared and we didn't want to penetrate because, like, our game is to run on other opponents, and we were um, basically playing a half-court game, which is how they play. Like, they like to play in the half court and we like to play in the full court. But we were playing their game and playing more in the half court and playing timid and not 
driving into the paint and just settling for outside shots. So for this game, we're working a lot on, you know, getting it in and making sure that we expose their defensive weaknesses and run the court and just play our game. And then it being your first Ivy League game, you know, what were your thoughts going going into it, knowing that, you know, this is the real deal now? I can say I was a little nervous, and I can say that for a couple of the other freshmen as well. We talked a little bit after the game. Like, there was just a, a little nerves, and it kind of showed, too, in the first half. As the game went on, they kind of went away from me personally. But I know for at least this game on Saturday, I kind of shook off the nerves, so it should be a better game. Uh, on the men's side, Cornell scored the first 14 points of the game. Maka, you were kind of key to kind of settle things down, hit a three, banked it in, and I uh, got a couple points during a run. How did that feel get coming off the bench for you uh, to kind of help you know stem the tide there for, for the Lions uh, as they try to make a comeback? Um, when I came in, I just wanted to provide some energy for the team. Um, you know, as I was saying earlier about film, we, we, we realized that uh, we seemed to overcomplicate things in the first quarter. Um, we emphasized that we wanted to keep it simple and um, focus on our execution. So I came in there with that mindset, hoping to you know execute every play the right way and hopefully um, it'll get us a bucket. How difficult was it for you guys to watch Cornell get off to that hot start? It didn't look like it was bad defense. They were hitting some contested shots and things like that. Is that tough to kind of like mentally get over that hump or is that something you got to quickly turn the page on? It's definitely tough seeing, you know, uh, the other team making tough shots, especially when you're playing defense as hard as you can and you're trying to execute um, the way your coach wants you to. Um, but that's, that's what comes with uh, basketball sometimes. There's ups and downs with it. Um, they got on a run and we realized that, so we just try to stay as positive as we could. And then I want to talk a little bit about the end of each of those games because it seemed like I said before the storyline kind of played out the same way. The women, I believe, went on a 15-0 run to take the lead with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. The men went on a 13-0 run uh, to take a one-point lead with two and a half minutes left. What does that say about your teams? And Lil, I guess I'll start with you. What does it say about your team to come back from 16 points down and you know, come so close, but knowing you're gonna play that opponent again this week and get a second crack? Well, for us to be able to come back from being down by so much just shows what my team is capable of. We started off in a way that's not characteristic of our, our team and our ability, so the fact that we were able to come back shows that that's how we actually know how to play. I would say for the next game, to have the mindset that we had in the third and fourth quarter to come out and start the game just like that for the first and second. So instead of having to come back from being down, be able to be up the whole game and keep that lead instead of having to worry about fighting back like we had to. Um, I would say for the men's team, uh, it, it coincides with the women's team. You know, going on that run, the 13-0 run, shows what we're capable of and our potential as a team, um, offensively and now even defensively. Um, Going into the game next uh, this Saturday, uh, if anything, that loss gives us mo gives us more motivation to come back um, twice as strong and twice as hard to uh, give Cornell a great game. Um, and what was it like seeing Matt Morgan in, in person for the first time? I mean, you probably read a lot about him, seen him a little bit on film and everything. What, what what's the biggest difference from watching him live than than in the scout? Um, you know, as a scout, we we scouted him as a as a just a great offensive player, you know, he's off he's just as good off the ball as he is on the ball. Great shooter, great slasher. Um just moved up recently to the fourth all-time Ivy League scoring list. Um and it showed it, it reflected on his game uh playing against him live. Uh you know, coming into uh Columbia, I heard a lot about like the good Ivy League players and like the standout players and Matt Morgan was definitely one of them. And now that we've I got a chance to play with against him for the first time, hopefully the second time, um we can guard him in a more effective way. And then you kind of get the opportunity with the doubleheaders this weekend and next weekend. 
where you get to watch some of the women's game, and Lil, you get the women's team gets to watch the men's game, and you guys get to support each other. I mean, that's got to be a cool experience. I'm not sure, it, did it work that way in high school, Lil, like in your situation? Oh, yeah, definitely. So the fans, basically, they would be there for our games, and then our fans would stay for the men's game. So I feel like it's going to be like that for us, and it always helps to have the support of the men's team and any other supporters that we have behind us. It always helps to have extra fans behind us. Well, now I want to take a step back and talk about the beginning of January, you had a really unique trip as a freshman on this team, a first year on this team, uh, to go play a game in your home state. You're from Buford, Georgia. The team went down and played Mercer, a team that won 30 games last year, and you beat them, 72-68. It was a great win for the program. Uh, first, let's just talk about the trip in general. What was it like for you to be able to bring your team down to Georgia? Honestly, I felt like the trip was really well needed. Um, especially we, we went down to Macon. The city that I live near is Atlanta rather than Macon, but I still know the area quite well. So bringing every, the team back down to Georgia, it was just really a great experience, especially with most of my teammates being from the North or from the, the West, for example, at Siena. They're, they haven't been exposed to certain restaurants such as Chick-fil-A or Waffle House. So bringing them down there and they were able to have the chance to taste that and experience just, you know, Southern, Southern love, it was just really nice. We could have a whole separate podcast where we talk about Chick-fil-A and Waffle House. Yeah. And then on the last day of the trip, right before the team flew back home that night, uh, the entire team came over to your house. Uh, talk about that. What was that like having the entire team at your house? Honestly, I was nervous about having the entire team at my house. I didn't know like how it was going to be. Was there going to be room for everybody? how like the dynamics were just going to be, or is everybody going to have fun? I don't know. I just feel like I overthink when it comes to stuff like that, but it ended up working out really well. My mom catered Chipotle for the whole team. We had games. We were playing Just Dance, watching people step out of their comfort zone. We were playing games. It was just a great time. And also, everybody felt the need to take pictures of my baby pictures all around the house. So <laughs> I was going to say, your mom, <laughs> I was there on the trip. Your mom broke out the photo yes, albums, she, and uh, <laughs> Coach Carey uh, had one of the photo albums we grabbed from him. Yes. I don't know why my mom just wanted to expose me in that area, but it's okay. Everybody just was taking pictures of my baby <laughs> pictures, and we just got done with presentations on each other about, like, just... Um, like, we were partnered up with buddies, and Steph Flynn, she was, she's my buddy, so all those pictures that she took from my house showed up in her presentation on me, so I guess it worked out for her. <laughs> it's all right. It was all in good fun. Yeah, of course. And, Malka, talk a little bit about, you're, you're from far away, too, coming from Las Vegas. Uh, talk a little bit about your journey coming from, from there to here. Um, so, yeah, coming from Las Vegas, it's, it's quite different than uh, here in New York City. Uh, for instance, it's not quite as cold. <laughs> Um, getting used to uh, the cold has been a, a challenge of mine. Um, bringing it back to the Cornell game, that was the, about the third time I've seen snow in my life. So um, that was a little overwhelming at times. Um, but other than that, um, I've adjusted pretty well to you know the, the, the high pace and the, the speedy lifestyle of New York City, and uh, I've come to love it. Do you, uh, I know you're only a first year, so you don't have to have a major declared or any future plans, but do you... Do you know what you want to do yet a little bit? Or? I'm pretty sure I want to major in political science. I've always um, loved the criminal aspect of law. So I know I don't know if I necessarily want to be a lawyer, but I know that I want to involve myself in law. So definitely political science. Any thoughts from you, Maka? You know, career plans after? Um, I'm still undecided, but I'm leaning towards either, you know, political science or economics. Uh, the coaches take us out to, you know, huge companies such as Goldman Sachs and like the NBA Association. 
and uh, JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley, and we were able to tour their facilities and see how uh, like a day to day for you know uh, workers there and. It, it, it kind of gave me some inspiration to to potentially work at a place like that. Talk about those experiences. What were the what were the people like, and what did you learn about Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan? Um, with companies like that, all their employees um, it's similar to almost like being an athlete. You know, um, it's very competitive. People work up every day. Um, they want to win. They want to do what they can to to win, and it, it shows. All right, so we're going to move on to our next segment. Uh, we call it Rapid Fire. Just some quick hitting questions uh, to get to know you guys a little bit better. So it's going to be the same questions for both of you. Uh, Lily, you can answer this one first. Uh, any pregame rit rituals or superstitions? In high school, um, as a pregame routine, normally I was I had the freedom to do basically what I wanted. I would sit in the locker room by myself with my headphones and just sit in my locker and get myself mentally prepared for the game. But with college, it's been a, quite a transition. We have structured things that we're supposed to be doing at certain times, so I, ne I don't necessarily have the freedom to do what I was able to do in high school, but I think the structure that we have now in college is actually better because I'm able to prepare myself with my teammates, but I also do have time sometimes to mentally prepare myself individually. How about you, Maka? Um, in terms of ritual, I usually wake up every day to a paragraph from my mother saying it's game day, and she, uh, she hypes me up every day, gets me in the right mentality and mood for the game. And um, as a superstition, I actually feel that if I don't wear the right socks, I'm going to have a bad game. So I always lay out my socks the night before, and those are the socks I'm wearing no matter what. The game. <laughs> <laughs> when did that start with your mother with the game day? Is there a story behind that? Um, no, uh, she, she, she's, she's really, um, you know, informed and uh, knows when I'm playing. So ever since I was in you know, my freshman year of high school, she's, she's just excited to play than I, as I am to play. She loves watching the games and supporting the, you know, the Columbia basketball um, so every, every morning she'll, she'll text me, um, you know, just getting me in the right, the right state of mind and, uh, getting me ready. All right. And then, uh, second question. And this time, Maka, we'll start with you. Your, uh, favorite place to eat in New York City. My favorite place to eat in New York City would have to be Apple Tree Deli. <laughs> <laughs> what do you go for at Apple Tree Deli? Right next to campus. I usually get a... Le Cordon Bleu sandwich, and I was actually introduced um, to Apple Tree Deli by my roommate and teammate, um, Ike Nowecki, and ever since then, I probably take a trip to Apple Tree Deli maybe three to four times a week. <laughs> nice. Lil? Um, besides Chipotle, because that's one of the closest places on camp to me from campus. It's a little bit of a walk. A little I mean, bit of a walk. Maybe from the dorms is closer. That's true. It is a little bit of it's a walk. All the way walk. down at 110. That's true, but if if I'm trying to pick a restaurant outside of the Columbia bubble, I would say my favorite restaurant is Prince Street Pizza. They have, pro I'd probably say the best pizza I've ever tasted in my life, honestly. The crust is just amazing, and I'm not the type that favors thin crust, and they have the opposite of thin crust, so I would say that's my favorite, definitely. Well, now I'm going to bring up the pizza tour because you brought up Prince Street Pizza. <laughs> okay. uh, the team... I was talking to, again to Riley and Sienna about it uh, mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. Uh, did a pizza tour on your Instagram story. So talk a little bit about Prince Street Pizza and what you, what you liked about it and then talk about the pizza tour a little bit. Okay, so my roommate, Michaela Markham, she actually had the idea of going on a pizza tour because her, one of her favorite um, foods is pizza. With the free time that we did have, we felt like going on a pizza tour would be a great way to explore the city while eating great food at the same time. So um, we went to about four places with one random place in between. 
and our last stop was Prince Street Pizza. And I had already been to Prince Street Pizza before that, um, so I knew that we should save Prince Street Pizza for last because it was amazing the first time we went, and I wanted the rest of my teammates who didn't go with the group that I went with the first time to experience it last and compared to the other places that we had went to before. Their specialty is Sicilian type pizzas and um, at this restaurant they only give out pepperoni. So if you don't like pepperoni, I guess that wouldn't be a place for you. But since they make it in such large um, quantities, they only um, make pepperoni, which wasn't really a problem for the rest of my teammates. They were fine with that. So when it finally came out, everybody just opened the box and they saw how great it looked and it tasted even better. So I would say the pizza tour was one of the greatest things that we've done here as a team so far. It brought everybody together. We were able to explore New York City because we don't really have that opportunity sometimes with our basketball schedule. And it was just great as a team. Monica, what's your go-to pizza place in New York City? Was it that much? Was it? Did it live up to the hype when you got here and took that first uh, stop at a New York pizzeria? Um, I would have to say most definitely. Um, you know, being from Las Vegas, uh, pizza isn't quite as popular as it is out here. And I used to not be a fan of pizza until I came here. And, uh, you know, my favorite pizza spot actually close to campus is actually Coronet's Pizza because they have huge giant slices that uh, get me full. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so next question is, I know it's only been, you're only like two days into spring semester, but uh, what's been your favorite class so far? Um, I would say so far my favorite class so far has been uh, American politics, you know, being uh, politics being uh, an interest of mine and a possible uh, area of study for me. Uh, I, t I thought it was very interesting the way how uh, I was able to see how the government works, you know, thoroughly and is structured and the issues happening amongst us. Um, well, yesterday I only had one class and it was intro to statistical reasoning. So I wouldn't necessarily say it's my favorite, but I took AP statistics my senior year of high school. So I feel like, I feel like that background that I have with st statistics will help me do well in that class. Nice. All right, next question in our rapid fire section. Lil, I'll start with you. The best concert you've ever been to? The best concert I've ever been to was a J. Cole concert. J. Cole is my favorite artist. And I've been to two of his concerts. The last one I went to was in August with my best friend. Off, it was He was on tour for his new album. So I definitely would say that that's the best concert I've ever been to. Um, so for me, I actually uh, have only been to one concert and I actually forgot the name of the, con the, the band that was playing, but I did enjoy myself. So. <laughs> they obviously that not, not enough to remember the band. <laughs> obviously weren't that good. Was it a rock band, a rap group? Like what? It was a... Uh, Oh, I remember the name of the band now. It's it was a it was a uh, a reggae rock you know fusion band called uh, Iration. Okay. And uh, yeah, I never heard of them going into the band. My friend had tickets, and I you know I wasn't doing anything that night, so I went with them. And uh, you know, I, I actually did enjoy myself. What's cool. your favorite type of music? What are you listening to? I would say my favorite type of music is hip hop, and um. You know, I would say it's hip-hop before games and, you know, when I'm trying to, you know, stay awake and have, like, a lot of energy. Um, otherwise, if I'm just laying down in bed or studying, I like listening to reggae or even jazz music. Who's your favorite artist? My favorite artist? Yeah. I would say my favorite artist right now would have to be... My favorite artist right now would have to be Lil Baby. <laughs> uh, what got you into Lil Baby? Um... My, my senior year of high school, a song came out called Yes Indeed featuring Drake, and I knew, of course I knew who Drake was, but I did, at the time I didn't know who Lil Baby was, 
And so I started diving into his music more and more and uh, found out that I enjoy almost every song he's made. Nice. Is Lil Baby on the pregame playlist? Lil Baby is definitely on the, uh, he's a heavy rotation on the pregame um, <laughs> playlist. Uh, he gets me in the right uh, state of mind and he makes me want to play basketball. Nice. Lil, is there any Lil Baby on your pregame playlist? There is Lil Baby on my Ooh. playlist as well. Lil Baby is from Atlanta, Georgia, so he is definitely on heavy rotation on my playlist as well. All right, last question. It's another entertainment question. What are you binge watching right now? I am binge watching Grey's Anatomy right now. I actually finished all 14 seasons on Netflix, and my teammate Sienna Durr gave me her login to Hulu uh, for me to watch season 15. <laughs> so. you now, see, now Hulu's going to listen to this podcast, and now it's going to be gonna, cut off. Oh. <laughs> 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 Obviously kidding. <laughs> that's that's devotion. That's a lot of seasons. It's oh, yeah. not like that's How not long? a that's not a, a like an easy watch. That's like an hour show, twenty two episodes. Like that's a commitment. Definitely a commitment. <laughs> but I had a lot of free time this summer, so I started it this summer. And then when I got here, I got here on like season fourteen. So I didn't. I would. I wasn't able to go through season fourteen as fast as I went through seasons one through thirteen. <laughs> but eventually, I got there during this winter break, and then I'm, I'm sure Coach G is just thrilled to hear you had so much free time to watch Grace. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Maka? Um, for me, I'm re-binge watching uh, Game of Thrones. Actually, um, I'm a big Game of Thrones fan, and from time to time, I just rewatch seasons to make sure I know what's up to date on uh, Game of Thrones, especially with the new season coming out soon. So, how excited are you for the last season? I would say I am very excited. Who's, <laughs> um, your, who's your favorite Game of Thrones character? Is there anybody who you're rooting for? My favorite Game of Thrones character, I would have to say, is Jon Snow, without a doubt. Um, are you rooting for him to be the king of Westeros by the time this is all over? Um, I'm very confident that Jon Snow <laughs> has what it takes to be king of Westeros. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing on Game of what, Thrones. What about, uh, well, uh, I mean, I'm a big Game of Thrones watcher as well. So, I mean, if you had to guess... When it ends, I mean, are Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen going to be together at the end? Are they going to rule Westeros together? Are they going to, you know, what, what, what's, your, what's your guess here for the um, end game? In my opinion, I feel, you know, the Khaleesi and uh, Jon Snow would be the it couple in that day and age. Um, <laughs> they would be a nice power couple, you know, king and queen of Westeros. And I feel like they, feel good, uh, they look good together, too. We're gonna hold the audio of this, and if you're right, we're gonna we're gonna blast it out <laughs> after the finale. Like we we're totally holding on to this. <laughs> Lil, do you watch Game of Thrones at all? I do not watch, Game, need of to watch Game of Thrones. Should that I should watch? be next after you're done with season fifty-seven of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I'll definitely keep that on my list because because I am looking for a new series after Grey's Anatomy. One hundred percent recommendation by me and Mark. Okay, yes. nice to know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, I think that's, that's enough for today. <laughs> Thanks so much again for joining us today. And remember, both teams play against Cornell on Saturday, January 26th. The women tip off at 4 p.m., followed by the men at 7 p.m. Tickets can be purchased for that game in all men's and women's contests by visiting www.gocolumbialions.com tickets or by calling 888-LIONS-11. Both contests will be shown live on SNY and ESPN+. Plus. To sign up for ESPN+, Plus, visit www.espnplus.com. Subscriptions start as low as $4.99 a month or $49.99 annually. Once again, to Maka Ellis and Lillian Kennedy, uh, thanks for taking the time out. We'll be back with you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. Thank you.